Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. Keep it a buck podcast, an MMA episode. Uh, your host, Aries and Triton, uh, recapping a, a very exciting um, fight night at the Apex, uh, UFC Vegas 44. Um, Rob Font versus Jose Aldo. Um, a great card, a, a lot of finishes. Um, I actually thought uh, Max Holloway and like Yair Rodriguez, that card was great. But uh, this one actually, I think, surpassed it for me as far as like uh, UFC fight nights go. So great card nonetheless. Uh, what would you think? Yeah, it was it – was, uh, yeah, no, just like what you said, piggyback, piggybacking off what you said. It was a really good card. Um, it obviously didn't have the star power that a pay-per-view has. But I think it was a really good card for the, the real fight fans, you know. And um, yeah, a lot of the people that fought were up and comers. And I mean, besides the main event, obviously. But yeah, it was one of those cards where after after tonight was done. Keep in mind, we just watched the card, so it's still the night of. It's almost midnight, and it's still fresh in our minds. So we're we're recapping right after. But um, yeah, it's one of those where. After every fight, you're kind of looking at the division because a lot of these guys that won tonight, it's kind of it's going to be interesting to see what the future holds for these guys and what's next. So, good card yeah. for sure. Strong strong implications for the winners. Um, so let's just start from the top of the main mm-hmm. the main fight, uh, main event of the night. Uh, Rob Font versus Jose Aldo uh, went the distance all five rounds mm-hmm. and explosive nonetheless for. The amount of it, of it was on the feet, but uh, your thoughts, takeaways from both fighters or the fight itself? Okay, I have to come clean because I thought Rob Font was going to win. And I, I thought, I'm not going to say he was going to win easy, but I thought he was going to win pretty, yeah. I, I didn't think he was going to struggle as much as he did. I think my biggest uh, question going in was Aldo's gas tank, if Aldo was going to be able to handle the jab that Rob Font has, because Rob Font has a great jab and he knows how to utilize it really well. And I don't know why, but for some reason I thought Rob Font was, a, was bigger than Jose Aldo. And then when they did the quick fighter breakdown right before the fight started, I was like, Oh, they're like the same size. I think size. it's just cause like the long then, limbs, uh, the long arms, the, yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And when he punches, he punches long. Like, it's weird. But, um, yeah, it was a great fight. Jose Aldo, holy crap. He uh, probably one of my favorite stories right now, just in MMA in general. Just his journey and what he's gone through. And, um, yeah, he just looked amazing. And his boxing was there. He had the power advantage. Um, the first round started off, and Rob Fong came out real fast. And it was looking kind of overwhelming for Aldo. And then, I I mean, you could say he stole that first round with that knockdown he had, like, in the last 10, 15 seconds, which was pretty crazy. <laughs> that got me out of my seat. I was feeling bad for Jose, and then he got that knockdown. And I was like, crap. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not yeah. the biggest guy to um, – especially when the, the striking numbers are such at a big range and the advantage is strongly on uh, another fighter's side and then – uh, the other fighter wins ten seconds of the of the round. I I don't know if I want to score it yeah. 
the fighter that won the 10 seconds of the round. So I did take Ralph Fon in the first uh, based off his uh, how much he landed. And, yeah, because there was a large margin. And he had that takedown too, right? Yeah. He had that takedown, I believe, in the first round. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I, I had a tough time scoring that round. But, I mean, it was weird because the first two, three rounds, I think we, I think you and I both thought maybe it was going to be pretty close. And then, um, I don't know, Aldo just separated himself. It was crazy. And the power advantage was crazy too. But I guess when you think about Aldo's career, I mean, he's fought lightweight and featherweight his whole career. So he's fought bigger guys. And he's, he, I think it's, when you put it in that perspective, it's like obviously he should have the strength and power advantage in the bantamweight division. You know? And I think we saw that yeah. tonight. Because he was... Oh, he dropped some bombs. <laughs> he had him wobbled like three different yeah. times in the whole fight. Um, I was kind of surprised that Aldo wasn't throwing the leg kicks early. I thought it was kind of weird how he um, had to settle yeah. into the fight and, I don't know, get tested with the punches of, of Font's punches and then throw leg kicks. But even when he threw it, he, he landed some great ones and then kind of just went away from it. So that was that was interesting. Um but yeah, Font showed a lot of different stances and switch stances, and you know, mm-hmm. I was hoping uh, he would weather the storm and Aldo would fade away in the third, fourth, fifth. And but I mean, that fourth round was big for Aldo to uh, for him to kind of get the takedown and then just lay and pray and get his recover that way. It was crazy because. Yeah, Aldo did really well on the ground, too. I think he kind of reminded people, like, yeah. Hey, Black Bell and BJJ, bro. I can stand up with you. I can box. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because he controlled Rob. And Rob can wrestle, you know. And when you look at who Rob fought before, right before was Cody Garbrandt. And Cody, that's – I mean, that's really Cody's background and his bread and butter is the wrestling. But not even Cody could get a takedown or anything like that. So, it was uh, – a. I don't think any of their stock was hurt, obviously. I mean, Rob Font was losing. I don't think it was one of those bad losses where everyone's like, oh, he sucks. Like, he showed crazy heart. He had, I think, had Aldo hurt in some points, too, in the fight. Um, he definitely had his high points. And then, yeah, he almost got finished in the fifth round, and I thought it was going to be done. And he just turned just a little bit, not to get choked out. And I was like, dang, that's, he was fighting, man. You could tell. Even that fifth round, he came out fast yeah. that fifth round, too. He came out the fastest in the first I actually round thought, and the other round. Yeah, I actually thought Font was going to, uh, like, knock Aldo out the way he was just pushing pace and landing effective uh, body shots yeah. and mixing things up. And, uh, yeah. Then Aldo caught him again. <laughs> that was kind of what happened every round. I feel like uh, the pace was definitely on Rob's side, and then Aldo would just kind of – pick and choose his punches and he just landed, landed him clean. And um, I'm kind of, I didn't even look at the stats yet, but I'm kind of interested to see the stats to see, because I feel like Rob threw more volume, but Aldo just had the power. Yeah, for sure. So, And that was one thing that was evident going into the, the fight, but it was just a matter of how far Aldo can go into the rounds and, and into the fight. So that fourth round was big. I mean, just to lay and pray, recover, get his breath back, all that. So, yeah, smart. It was smart on his, uh, on his behalf, so. 
I wonder if he's like if he has like leg injuries from all the leg kicks he's thrown over the years, so maybe that's why he doesn't use his legs as much. But maybe I feel like he uses them just just enough. Like he'll just remind them really quick in the fight that he can do it and just to get them thinking yes. about it. You know what I mean? Like kinda like what you mentioned before. He like threw a couple and I mean one of them even knocked down Rob and Rob like fell completely after he kicked his leg. He just swept him. But it's like now he's gotta think about that. So it's like I wonder if Jose just uses his leg kicks that way now and doesn't really go for the volume yeah. of the leg kicks. I don't know. Just use it as a threat, you know. But yeah. Um yeah, yeah. I know I know both <clears throat> fighters are gonna take some time off with those injuries and in the in, on their face and just uh I think Rob might have hurt his leg. I don't know. Like his leg might be might be really messed up, but um after the fight Aldo calls out for TJ which is a, a great call out. And um, what do you think about the call out, that fight? Um, you know, just all that. Uh, it's the it's the fight that makes the most sense, in my opinion. Um, it is a crazy matchup, though. I mean, just, okay, I mean, we, we mention it all the time. I mean, all the divisions are kind of stacked in their own right, but this bantamweight division is just crazy right now. And... To have two fighters that have been around for, for quite a while, especially Jose, he's been around forever, and TJ's been around for a while too. Not as long as Jose, but he's been around. And so now to see these two cross paths, when at a time, I mean, at a time there, you know, I don't think anyone was ever making this match really, because you know Jose was the king of the featherweight division for such a long time. But to me, it's like one of those dream matchups that you only talk about, but you rarely ever see. And now we get to see Dillashaw and Jose, and. uh I think it'll be interesting, man. I, man. I think a lot of us counted Jose out. And we thought he was kind of on his last days of his career. And now he's worked his way back up into title contention, and he's at the top of the division. And it's, it's, uh, it's like night and day. I think, especially after he lost to Peter Yan for that vacant title. Um, oh no, no, it wasn't vacant. No, I'm, I'm thinking about the uh, Frankie Edgar fight for the vacant featherweight title. But yeah, after he lost to Peter Yan, I think everyone started being yep. like, okay. I think Aldo's done. And now he's got three in a row and he's back up top. And I'm like, crap. It's kind of crazy. So I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. TJ's small, though. TJ's really small. And if Aldo, I mean, we, we've seen TJ get wobbled a lot. And if Aldo has that power that he had against uh, Rob Font and he catches TJ with one of those, he might put TJ to sleep. I don't know, man. Yeah, I might be taking Aldo in that fight. Um, I'm so known for counting Aldo out and uh, picking against them all, all every, almost every fight, but I might take uh, Aldo in that in that fight. So, um, so that fight, yeah. uh, they, he got the call out. So we'll see if that gets finalized. But um, Rob Font, it's a tough loss. Is right there, probably a one fight. Maybe this fight after this fight, he would have got a, a title fight, but. Um, yeah. Maybe you can run a Sandhagen or you got a you got you got Ray yeah, Longo's guy uh, uh Mirab just at number 6 waiting to crack the top 5 so Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that makes most sense for Rob just to fight Corey Sandhagen. Because, again, like I said, like it's not a bad loss to where it's like, oh, he's got to go back down to the bottom and fight his way back up. No. 
he, I think he had Aldo in trouble because, I mean, his pace was definitely having an effect on Aldo. He closed up Aldo's eye at one point. And, I mean, it wasn't a terrible loss, so I still think he should fight someone within the top five and Sand Hagen's right there. And, yeah, that makes most sense yeah. to me. Man, if guess, Rob uh, if Rob Font had just a little bit of power in those hands, oh, be, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Because he was landing. He was definitely landing, but – Aldo's eating him, and then whenever Aldo gave him back, it's just man. I'm surprised Rob. Man, I'm surprised he didn't go out. I thought he almost went out in that first round yeah. when he got knocked out the end because he was down. But uh, yeah, man, it'll be man. This division's fun because even I mean we'll get to it later. But even the, the next week's card, I mean, there's two big names, a couple big oh, names yes. in the bantamweight division that are fighting. So this is this whole division is just on fire. Even the people that aren't in the top fifteen are like somewhat known. You know, they're they're actually some yeah big talent. So so that's the Everything. main event uh, to move to the co-main because that was another explosive, exciting fight. Um, we had uh, Brad Rydell versus uh, Rafael Vaziv. Uh, Mo mm-hmm. like a coach versus student type fight because they did uh, practice Muay Thai and yeah, yeah they have a little bit of history so uh, interesting fight it was a great uh, matchup I love the matchup uh, Fazeev looked different mm-hmm. you know he wasn't uh, usually Fazeev comes out aggressive and you know he's he's peppering he's moving quick but um, he looked real methodical and was being patient today because I, I think he he knew who he, who he was fighting. So, all right. Well, every exchange they had, I mean, they were they were just stand in the pocket and just throw like these quick explosive exchanges at each other, and it was just like you're just waiting for someone to get knocked out. I mean, I, I was literally waiting for one of them just to get dropped in the fight after one of these big exchanges that they had. And uh, yeah, I mean, Fazio got it done. Great knockout. Well, yeah. That was, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, the will kick. The spinning kick, yep. right? To knock him out in the last round. Oof. And also, great stop by Herb Dean. I mean, I don't think I really saw until the slow-mo how out of it uh, Rydell was. Um, and you see his eyes, and he's just like not even I was literally arguing with like someone on Twitter about the stoppage. And, um, you know – that person wanted it to keep on going because Brad. He thought Brad had a chance, but I mean, the, the ref is there to, yeah. you know, stop the unnecessary um, damage. And Brad was he froze Brad. I don't know what else you you wanted. So yeah, it almost looked like Brad like didn't know where he was, and for like a quick second, it looked like he almost just put his hands up to like block any punches that might be coming his way. But he wasn't sure. Like that's how bad it looked when in the slow mo. So yeah, he almost looked like he like lost vision for a second. He didn't even know what he was looking at. He just kind of yeah. shot yeah. out of instinct, you know, just shot in for a takedown. But um, yeah, he was out. I don't think anyone's gonna argue about that. And if you are arguing about it, <laughs> shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> it's like, dude, this is a good stop. Yeah, man. the battle the. Uh... The two fires who are Ted and one in the in the a very exciting 155 division at lightweight. So, um, Rafael Vaziv gets the knockout or the TKO in the third round. 
Um, I think he has a big a big name, a big plate mm-hmm. ahead of him because I mean, there's nothing else in that division, of course. So I don't know. He even though he wasn't, uh, I don't know. He didn't show any weakness in this fight. I know in the in his last fight versus Bobby Green, he kind of got tired and uh, kind of died out in the in that third round. But um, yeah, I mean, I think there's some really good uh, favorable matchups for Fazeev in this division ahead of him. But I think if he runs into like a grappler or a wrestler, someone who can push pace on him, I'm very, very worried. It's funny you mentioned that because the name I'm looking at right now oh. is Gregor. Gregor. I think Trust I heard he his name uh, flown around, actually. Um. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's supposed to fight... Um, Oh, Taruskian. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you might want to look out for that guy. That guy is probably one of my favorites in that division right now. That man's a beast. Uh, Gregor better be careful. <laughs> well, maybe he fights uh, Diego Fajeda, though. Maybe, I mean, I, still, still kind of in that same... Uh, yeah, he's a really good uh, guy, on he? the ground. So I, I would like so. to see Fazeev get tested in that. So, I mean, I, I like it. Yeah, maybe that's the next fight. I can't see him going higher than that, though, higher than number 10. I mean, when you look at all those names after after number 10, it's like, has he earned a big name like that? I don't know. So, but yeah, it'll be interesting, man. Another, another division that's just on fire. And yeah, oh yeah. I was gonna say, and uh, we'll talk about it uh, next. The 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 champ is fighting next weekend. So yeah, one fifty five always active. So we'll get into that later. Um, let's see. Next fight on the card, we had Jimmy Crew versus Jamal Hill. Oh man. God dang, man! I like I, I thought it was gonna get, there was gonna be a finish. I, I think everyone was pretty sure, but the way it happened, I, I don't think I was expecting it like that. And it was uh, it was impressive, Jamal Hill, man. That power, he, he I think he he rocked him. Well, he rocked him once and then knocked him out with the same punch. Yeah, so, but yeah, one was really was like wide and looping, right? and but the other one was real tight and just got the spot. Mm-hmm. But th- this is the thing with, Ju- yeah, this is the thing with Jimmy Crute though. Like sometimes Jimmy looks like a top five light heavyweight, and then sometimes he has performances like this where he just, yeah, he gets knocked out or, or just doesn't show it. But Jimmy Crute early in this fight was trying to get Jamal Hill, uh, you know, damage the leg. He was throwing a lot of leg kicks, heavy on the kicks, but. Yeah, Jamal Hill is just too long with those long limbs. Yeah, he just caught Jimmy, and it's a bad loss for Jimmy. It's interesting, man, to see where Jamal Hill goes after this. I mean, just in general, where his career goes. Um, I was reading, and it's saying that he's pretty new to the sport. And so to know that someone like that with that power and the attributes that he has, is still fairly new to the sport. It's kind of crazy to think. I mean, 
potential. That's all. That's all you can really think of is the potential that he has, and you're you're wondering where his ceiling is. And I mean, it's I don't know, man. It's gonna be tough for. Uh, I, he could be a problem. Yeah, and um, that's all I'm thinking. He could be a problem. I thought he had his last fight where he broke his arm. I thought he had Paul Craig in that fight, but I think he got a little prideful on the ground and the guy tapped out, broke his arm, but. And everyone in front of Jamal Hill that's ranked mm-hmm. is coming off losses, I think, except Paul Craig. So, I mean, we can run it back if you want that, but yeah, I mean, there's a Ryan Span out there, which is a, I think, a favorable stand-up match for him. A Johnny Walker that has name value, I think, I think, in the in the division. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, he mentioned Johnny Walker too in his post fight uh interview. He mentioned Johnny Walker and he mentioned uh dang, he mentioned someone else. Who did he mention? I can't remember, but yeah, he did he did throw Johnny Walker's name out there, so but yeah, he seems like he's ready for anything. So great win. No damage taken, so he's probably a quick turnaround. I assume there's gonna be a quick turnaround. Yeah, and especially this uh light heavyweight so, division, I mean there there are names, but if you really look at it and dissect it, a lot of people are coming off losses. It's getting dried up real quick, I think. So, yeah. It is. I mean, the light heavyweight division has been kind of kind of dry for a little bit. I feel like it's like a it's like any sports team or organization that's going through like a rebuilding year or a rebuilding period, you know. Like that's that's kind of what the light heavyweight division is doing is they're kind of rebuilding their roster and um, they've it's it's good now I think with John Jones not being there it's opened things up and now we've got all the sorts you know we've got names around and everything like that and people moving around the rankings and all that for a while the rankings were just the same because it was John Jones DC and yeah than everyone else you know so and it got a and uh, yeah. two hundred five just Pretty got good. a new champion Pretty so. Good. I mean, we'll see. So, um, there's another. Oh, uh, on Jimmy Crute, though, um, yeah, bad loss, but that man is still very, very young. So, could uh, see some, you know, tweaks in his game, stuff like that. See some growth in his in his style. So, he still has time in the sport. Mm -hmm. Just hope he doesn't give up on himself. I don't think you. I mean, dude, he's, he's what? He's Australian, right? He's an Aussie, so twenty-five years old, just like yeah. you mentioned. He's got plenty of time, man. So I think he. I think I. I trust he'll make his changes. I mean, even the way he's built, though, he's just a solid tank of a man. Like it's just crazy. You know, he's got power just from what we've seen from him. I think he'll come back and yeah, he'll be yeah, fine I for think. sure. Again, plenty of time. Um, plenty of time. So, next fight we got the OG Clay Guida versus uh, Leonardo Santos. What? Uh, what? Um, gosh, goodness gracious! I sh- I just want to shit on the ref, but you know I, I love the outcome. <laughs> but oh my goodness, this fight should have been stopped in the first round. But Mister No No Nonsense. Uh, <laughs> Keith Peterson, uh, the ref. Mr. Keith Peterson. <laughs> God. 
I know. Well, it was like, yeah, I, we were texting each other during the fight, and I was like, like, dang, you should have stopped that fight like twice. But then Clay Guida ends up winning, so now it's like, okay, maybe we don't know what the hell we're talking about. I don't know, because that's yeah, tough, man. Tough loss for Santos, but great win for uh, Clay Guida. Really great win for Clay Guida. So, yeah, that uh, I'm sure Santos is. Pretty, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he was pretty pissed off about that not being stopped. He kept looking at kept looking at Keith, and Keith is just standing there like, nah, nah, nah. I mean, Santos had Quita's body hurt many, many times. I mean, Quita was just in the fetal position, but Keith Pearson saw that he was uh, somehow defending himself enough to uh, for the fight to keep on going. So, um, yeah, the fight went on in the second round, and (laughs) he's blocking the punch. He's blocking the punch. Santos was dead tired going to the second round, and Clay Guida just. Just sprinted oh to him and uh, put the <laughs> yeah. pressure on and got the submission win. Rear naked choke. And he, he accredited wrestling. Wrestling is the key because they're just these hardened people that have unlimited grit, no quit. And I mean, who says it all? Dom Cruz. Dominic Cruz always says it. Put your kids in wrestling. And shoot, there you go. You see the results. No quit in the wrestlers. Clay Green is crazy, dude. That guy's yeah. crazy. He's about to be forty. I mean, years this is kind of this is kind of off. I mean, this is kind of <sighs> off topic. But I mean, Legend. when we were in high school, Legend. I mean, there were a lot of wrestling coaches trying to get us to wrestle when we were playing football. So yeah, <laughs> we uh, declined that because that shit's Hell crazy. No. So. <laughs> Yeah, as soon as I found out about weight cutting, I was like, nah, I'm good, man. And then I Stay. see all the wrestlers in class, they're all like trying to, they're all spitting in bottles and stuff and wearing trash bags in class <laughs> to make weight. I'm like, yeah, that sucks. That looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or oh trash bags in school. Yeah. Trash bags with their sweatsuits. And then, bro, I had, I had a wrestler in my class. No joke. Oh, my. Push ups and sit ups during class. To sweat and spitting, spitting in a cup to get all to get rid of all the water in his body. No oh, the best thing I did in uh, high school was decline oh, the the coach to not ever do that sport. So, yeah, <laughs> I know that was, that was rough, man. Right, they got so rings they and stuff like that. They got rings and. We graduated high school with zero rings, so I don't know. <laughs> low key, it's, it's low key. I regret it to be honest, because I'm like, damn, I've been tight. Got some rings, but all right. But I'm weak. And I'm all right, off, so, so to move on yeah. to the next fight, I mean, yeah, congrats to Clay Guida, the OG, getting the the second round submission win. Uh, to move on to the next fight, though, we have a exciting prospect in the middleweight division right now. Chris Curtis gets the KO win. Over a hot prospect in Brendan Allen. My goodness. It was a that was a good fight. They both to me they both looked impressive. Like Brendan Allen looks pretty impressive to me. Um, I think his biggest problem was that he kind of came in a little overconfident. He was. I mean, maybe he wasn't overconfident. Maybe that's just his style. I'm not too sure if that's his style to talk and kind of smile and all that stuff like what he was doing but yeah he was uh 
it, it was a good that first round was saw a lot of good things it's kind of like um, um like aldo and yeah, farm i think brandon allen had um had more output but curtis mm. was uh really picking his shots to the head and the body and i think those body shots that curtis was landing on allen was uh yeah. adding up and letting mm. uh you know, Al was dropping his hands, and Chris Curtis caught him in the second round. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, Chris Curtis is on a Chris Curtis is on a yeah, seven a fight one. win streak. Uh, six fights within this year, twenty twenty one, and his second fight. I mean, his his second win in the UFC. I mean, he's two and zero in the UFC <laughs> right now. So, I mean, this guy. I think he's an all-around great fighter, and he could he could do some damage in this middleweight division. It's always it's just always exciting to have a new name. I mean, and that's the beauty of the sport right now. And we've mentioned it before; like the sport is still it's still in its infancy. Like it's you know there's still so much growing around the world and new markets opening and. Um, because you know everyone's trying to come to the UFC, you know, because the UFC is the biggest name in the sport, and so yeah, we're we're just now tapping into certain talent in certain countries and certain regions of the world, and ah, it's crazy, man. So it's, yeah, I say all that just to just to go back and say it's nice to have all these up and comers, yeah. you know, to know that these rosters are going to stay fresh. So many personalities yeah. and new people, new faces, and um, nice. I mean, I mean, other fight organizations and are kind of making their money off uh, UFC's kind of people they cut. So, I mean, UFC's still growing. So, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's true, though. That's that's the joke. I mean, that's the joke with any MMA fans. Like, as soon as someone gets cut or released from the UFC, it's like, oh, Bellator won. PSL, yeah. they're all about to jump on. Um, right so, so we'll just um, just mention Alex Mor- uh, Morono getting his win over Mickey Gall. Um, I just want to just like you never know what you're gonna get with Mickey Gall. Like you could either get like a top ten fighter in that division or a guy like this. So Mickey Gall is a a interesting uh, fighter, but uh, big win to Alex Morono. But I kind of want to pit, um, just mention some names off the prelims of some fighters who had some pretty big wins. And, yeah, just go from there. Um, I just want to mention uh, Manel Cape or Manel Cop uh, in the flyweight division who got a first-round KO. Um, I think he was a champion in his other organization he was coming from. Uh, had a little slow start coming to the UFC last year, but – Putting on some uh, a winning streak now, so looking dangerous. Flyweight, that that'd be fun too if we can add another up and coming uh, fighter to the flyweight division because I feel like that might be the division that needs. I mean, right his stand up, yeah, his striking is amazing. So, listen to men's. He's a fun name to look out for in that flyweight division. Um. Another name I want to, um, what's that organization? Where's he from? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Is it Ryzen? Knockout. Ryzen. Gotcha. 
Oh, for a couple. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. It says yeah, there's so. there's three listed on here, but the most recent it says Ryzen, I believe. But, uh, where is he from, though? No, he's not. Is he American? Oh, no, he's Angola. Nice. Yeah, so that's someone to look Angola. out in the flyweight division. I mean, I think he's going to have a big year next year. Um, another name I want to mention, another performance that she had a great performance tonight, uh, Cheyenne Valimas, who all, who was Cheyenne by or Cheyenne Bays, but she got divorced recently and got her uh, maiden name back. So Cheyenne Valimas in the women's strawweight division looked amazing tonight. Holy crap. The improvement. Yeah, the improvement of this uh this young woman Strawly? is amazing. I'm glad to see the improvement, but man, she looked good on the feet. So another um like good enough, you think? Like to I Yeah, definitely top fifteen, but if you want to go top, like top ten, she needs some work for that. Um especially her grappling. Um yeah, just a little bit. I want to see it more because it hasn't been displayed that much, but um, definitely a name to look out for. So, um, I mean, that kind of wraps it up for me. Anything from you from this card? Oh, man, I didn't watch the prelims, but, yeah, just the main card. It was a good card. Overall, good card. It's going to be exciting to see where uh, all the winners head and even some of the losers. Yeah. It's just going to be fun to see. So, yes, UFC Vegas 44 was a success. Um, Do you want to preview or go uh, UFC news real quick? Okay. So, previewing next Saturday, we have the last pay-per-view to cap off an amazing year. We got UFC 269, Charles Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier. Oh, yes, yes. So that's yes. not all. That's not. I mean, I think I like. I mean, <laughs> besides the title the fight of uh, the crazy, main, the light, uh, all Vera Poirier, I think I like the prelims more than the main card. Actually, those prelims are fire. Goodness, Dude, the prelims are crazy. The oh, prelims man. are good enough to be. Um, a so let's just like for real. The fact that Dominic Cruz, Dominic Cruz, Pedro Munoz, I'm looking forward to that fight. That fight's, let's just, there's, yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot. So let's start. Where do yeah, we start? let's just start from the top start of the, the main card and work our way and down. Just, and, just go through the main card or what? Yeah. Charlo Oliveira, Dustin Poirier. I think that, we haven't been waiting that long for this fight, but it feels like we've been waiting long for this fight because – it's uh, there's just been so much going on, you know, but um, it's finally here, a week away. Hopefully, they both make it to the fight. Please make it to the fight. I hope I hope no one drops out of this card. That would suck. But um, yeah, tough fight. I I honestly think it's gonna be. I mean, I don't know. It's it's my initial instinct is Dustin. Dustin's gonna be a problem for Charles. That's my initial uh, reaction. But then again, it's Charles Oliveira, and he's a freak athlete. And he's just one of those guys that can pull stuff out of nowhere, I feel like. And just, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know. It's tough. I think. What do you think? What I do, think Oliveira gets you got rocked. Dustin, you got Charles. Who you got? Early in the fight, picking? maybe first, second round, and then Oliveira possibly catches him in a scramble and uh, snatches that neck up. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got the champ. You think? Oh, wait, so you Oliveira winning? You think Oliveira's gonna win? <laughs> oh man, I think Dustin. I think Dustin wins. I think, uh, man, because. I don't. Yeah, I think Dustin finds his chin, and I think Dustin's ability to to finish a fight when he swarms on you, and the way he's able to pick his punches while he's swarming on you, and while you're hurt, I don't know if there's anyone better to be honest. Like Dustin's so good at it, and I don't know. I think he finds his chin, and he just yeah. And uh, Oliver has when, had a history of pretty I much mean, being rocked in almost every fight. I mean, he got rocked versus Chandler, and Chandler barely touched him. It looked like so. Um, I think Dustin does find his chin. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm thinking about man. I, yeah, I'm thinking about it now. Like, I think yeah, I think I might switch my pick. Oh well. I mean, but see what you were saying, like Oliveira catching him in something, like in some crazy scramble. Like that's what I was referring to when I was like, he just pulls stuff out of nowhere sometimes. He's he's that kind of crafty athlete and fighter where he's got so many weapons that if he were to be pushed into a situation where it's like desperation for him, he has so many weapons that he could use. Whether it's a fly knee or a high like a head kick or anything really. Dude. Like he he just he has so many weapons, so he's still dangerous no matter what. So I do think Dustin's gonna have to if he does hurt Charles Oliveira, he's gonna have to go in very cautious. Though. Very <laughs> cautious. You know those jujitsu guys—they just lay on their back and start crawling towards you. <laughs> <laughs> and they just keep going towards you. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, so, yeah, great main event for that we'll fight. See. But to move on to the co-main, we got the probably the biggest underdog on the card. Um, we got we got Amanda <clears throat> Nunes defending her bantamweight uh, title versus. Juliana Pena. So, uh, Pena has been talking up a good game uh, promoting this this fight. She's quote unquote Amanda has uh, holes in her game that I can uh, exploit. So, I don't know what holes those are, but um, hopefully we see on uh, Saturday. <laughs> I have to, okay, so this is the question I have for you now. So let's say, because I think the whole world, I mean, it's hard to, to bet against the man in Okay, It's just, it's almost insane to do that. But if Pena does pull the upset off, is it the biggest upset in UFC history? Is it, is it, because right now to me, the biggest upset is Chris Weidman Anderson Silva? That's the biggest upset to me. Is does it beat that? Does does a Juliana Pena I mean, beating Amanda Nunez? Top I don't know Chris what Weidman, Weidman was ranked, the first but time. I'm not even going to go off rankings. But oh man, that's uh... like the shot. Like 
like I'm talking about like the shock factor. Like you remember feeling like holy crap, Anderson Silva just lost. Like, do you think the shock factor is going to be bigger? So than that? Is, shock factor. Uh, I mean, because I didn't watch the Weidman uh, Silva. I heard about it, but uh, after watching it and seeing how Silva was kind of playing around and mm-hmm. he got caught, I think this will be the biggest upset than that. Because I think Amanda Nunes is very, very game. She still has a chip on her shoulder to prove that she is like the GOAT. So you will get probably the best version of Amanda Nunes every single fight. And, uh, yeah, I'll probably put that um, above. I'll probably put this fight above uh, Weidman Silva if if Pena pulls off the upset. That'd be so crazy. If she, if she does, but oh my I'm wondering if Nunes is gonna table. prove to know. Pena she that she's just Shoot. superior everywhere and just ground and pound her. So, her, yeah. But I True. love I love Junior Juliana Pena's uh, confidence. Yeah, I yeah. I love it, but uh, I don't know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> it's it's just tough. You can't bet against I do it every fight. I, I do it every fight man. for my picks, but it, it hasn't happened yet. So. I mean, <laughs> Pena, Pena wins in the looks department, but, you know. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, as far as fighting goes, um, we'll see. I guess we'll see. We'll uh, next fight, we'll I see. think, is off. We'll um, <laughs> uh, Jeff Neal was arrested, so. Ooh. Oh, it is? Yeah, he got arrested today or something. So, oh, was he the one that was arrested? I saw. I got a. I got a notification saying UFC fighter arrested, and I was like, "Damn, I wonder who it was." I didn't think it was anyone important, so, a big name or anything like that. Yeah, just a so UFC it says fighter. that. I didn't realize it was him. Though. The fight Shoot, is still scheduled for there. December 11th, but he was arrested and um, DWI and weapon charges. So. I think it's still pending, but right now it doesn't look good for GF, uh, Jeff Neal to know, be cleared. I don't know. So, <laughs> come on, Dana. Pull but some strings, uh, yeah, Jeff Neal is supposed to fight. Uh, Pull some strings, Dana. Ponzinibbio. So, yeah, I. That's a good. That's a good Coco. I think Ponzinibbio would would have went to uh, sleep, but very yeah, active. He might have been saved. But um, yeah, uh, we'll just skip that fight. But go to the next fight. We got Cody. Gar- we got no love. Cody Garbrandt making his uh, flyweight de- uh, debut. Yeah, my first, boy. Uh, a very tough Kai Kara France. My boy. This is a great fight. I freaking love this fight. I don't know, like, I mean, if if this has to replace the uh, Jeff Neal Ponzinibbio, we're fine. We're we're totally fine. Um, someone's going to sleep. Cody looks good. I mean, Cody looks good in his flyweight body. Um, He's on his podcast. He Um, sounds like he's doing great. I mean, he's healthy. He's. I I feel like he's keeping his power. So, but Kai, bro, yeah, yeah, Kai is a. He's a scrappy man, so 
It's not a tough cut. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah one of those. He's I don't Aussie, know. He's he's Australian or is he Kiwi? One of those. Yeah, city kickboxing. So because he he trains with the uh, is is he in Ireland, right? Gosh dang man, what a great gym. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun one. I do love me some Cody Garbrandt yeah. though. I love. Yeah, I love the game the, game the move down in, into a, another weight so, class and the flyweight. I think the I think the flyweight needed a a, a new name or a bigger name mm-hmm. like this in Cody Garbrandt to kind of yeah just to add some flavor and just mm-hmm. uh, spark some uh, some exciting fights. You know, probably hopefully bring up mm-hmm. some other. Uh, great fighters in the flyweight division and get them noticed now that they got a Cody Garbrandt like that. So, if if Cody wins Absolutely. this fight, then he he should be one fight away uh, from a title, I believe. I would say, especially if he wins this fight. This is a tough first fight in the division. I mean, it's good that he's not coming off like a big layoff. Um, but yeah, I think Cody mentioned that it's the cut to, to flyweight is not difficult for him. Um, I think he says he because he I think he he truly is a bantamweight. Like his weight that he walks around at is like one thirty five, one forty. So it's not it's like the cut's not tough for him. So yeah, it'll be just like you said. It'll be nice. I think it's in the UFC's best interest for Cody to win to have a name like that and. Uh, Gee, yeah, awesome. I mean that, I that was the fight I was calling for if Figgy was gonna move up to, to uh Bantamweight. Oh, so um yeah, I think because I know uh Moreno and Figgy are running back the trilogy. Um you got Askarov and Pantoja kind of waiting to see what happens, but maybe they fight each other or if Garbrandt wins, he steps into that picture and fights one of those guys to pass time or something. So yeah. Great things to come if if Garbrandt wins a big big win. So, um, boy, this is the Sean O'Malley fighting. This is no Paiva. walk in the park. Um, Paiva, that that should be a fun fight. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, if. <laughs> That's not. Man. Remember his last yeah, bro. Oh, if crap. if O'Malley fans think this is just going to be a walk in the park, yeah, Paeva is about to remind y'all. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's imagine a tougher and a more skillful. Uh, who's that guy that Sean O'Malley just whooped for his last fight? <laughs> just. I was just thinking the same thing, dude. <laughs> yeah, because he's got the, the guy with the guy, the, guy uh, the guy with the green hair, huh? I don't remember his name. <laughs> he had his little bit of fame. Yeah, he was like famous for a little bit. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the green All the right. green guy, man. I feel terrible. Oh, I gotta look at my I think it's Chris. We're not gonna do this. We're not gonna do this to you, man. Is it Brandon something? Brandon something? I don't know. Chris? Oh, it's uh Chris. Uh, last name starts with a D, I think. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> we, we won't ever forget again. Chris Moutinho. But, um, <laughs> Moutinho. yes, Paeva is no 
walk in the park. Uh, this is this is by far O'Malley's toughest test. Um, but if O'Malley wins this, he moves into the top fifteen and finally gets a number by his name. Uh, finally, so yeah. So Paeva. So Paeva's ranked number Yeah, 15. Paeva was uh, a flyweight um, and just moved up his last fight. He's the so. rankings right now. He's not there. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why. That's why. Just the same thing with Cody. When you're looking at the rankings, Cody's not even on the flyweight rankings. But it makes sense. Yeah, Paeva's Chris. got durability, <laughs> but he's not just going to get his ass beat like uh, Chris Moutinho did. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. It's not going to be a walk in the park. I think uh, it, it does make me curious. I mean, it's three rounds, so that, I think that does favor Sean O'Malley. Um, I don't We'll see. We'll see if he's going to empty the gas tank. I mean, I guess he didn't really empty the gas tank against Chris, but he was he was trying to get that finish, and he wasn't. I, I do it. hope to see uh, so Paeva take it to the ground. And I want to see O'Malley's uh, jujitsu on the ground. I mean, he talks about it, but something we've never seen. So, he does talk about it. He does talk about it a lot. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's the main card. Good main card. With or without Jeff Neal, Santiago Ponzinibbio. Don't know if they're going to replace it if the, that fight does get canceled. But regardless, I mean, if if they don't cancel or if they uh, if the Jeff Neal fight I mean, gets scrapped, you have to move. I mean, there's plenty yeah. of fights on the prelims to just take from there and just move them up. I mean, just just <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to move one of them up. It's just it's like yeah, Josh sense. Emmett I mean, returning right off return the bat. Fight. The He's main event in the prelims bit. is Danny Egan and uh, Josh injury. Yeah, that's messed up. <laughs> but the, but in the Danny 145 Gay? division, I mean, Goodness there's not gracious. much uh, space to luck, buddy. have an easy fight. So. I know. Yeah, there isn't, there is man. It's like whoever you come back against. Even but if it's like I, think, I think with the long layoff of Josh Emmett, I mean, there. it's hard not to pick to a, a Danny Gay. And he's so. an underdog. I mean, this is crazy. So... I'm gonna go 50k on this. So, I think yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't agree with you. I think I'd have to agree with you on this too. 50k easy to be. I mean. Maybe yeah. I, maybe maybe I'm just that much of a casual. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, oh but I got gosh. 50K I feel bad for him. His comeback fight is and, just uh, uh, oh my, a tough I mean, yeah. warrior and Danny Gay. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good old Danny Gay, born '91, just like me too. So we're the same age, baby. Let's go. '91s. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the main event. So if they need to bring up a fight, you can bring that one up. Or if you could go to the next, the co-main event. You got Pedro Munoz versus Dominic Cruz, another great bantamweight fight. And two, I mean, Dominic Cruz obviously is the bigger name. He's the lower-ranked opponent in this fight. He's ranked at number 10 in the bantamweight division, Pedro Munoz at number 8. 
But this is a big fight. This is a good fight for uh, – I think there's more on the line for – well, I guess you could say it's for both. I mean, Pedro's got to prove that – Yeah, he he's just relevant, lost to you – know? Because he's coming off a couple losses, isn't he? And then so. it was Frankie, right? Was it Aldo? It was yeah. Aldo. It was Jimmy Rivera. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, you're right. He beat Jimmy. And then okay, okay. lost to Aldo. Um, yeah, so he, he lost to Frankie, beat Jimmy, then lost to Aldo. So I think this is a great style he's matchup got, he's for Dominic two, two Cruz. And, uh, I know that sounds crazy because Munoz fights. has such power in his hands. But I think just speed-wise, I, I think this can be a, a very manageable uh, Dominic Cruz performance. Um, yeah. I think so, too. I think I think exactly what you said. And the odds, you see the odds, that are completely even. Um, but I agree with exactly with what you just said. Um, I think Pedro Munoz has shown yeah, I mean, that he does not have the speed. And because uh, Cruz yeah, looked great in his last Cruz fight, his it. big win versus uh, Casey still Kenny, has so to beat him, you know, to beat I think Pedro. he can still mix it up enough so, for make it uh, to make it mm-hmm. hard for Pedro to find his chin. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And Cruz is, I mean, he's... Cruz yeah, I mean, just Cejudo. I don't think he's ever been but, knocked out like yeah, that. Thanks. He's, he's been rocked, but he's never been finished, I don't think. But yeah, Keith Peterson was drunk, so... Uh. Always been tapped out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah Keith right. Peterson so, was so, drunk that night, right. so... <laughs> Keith Peterson is the topic. He's, he's in everything, dude. He's just the man of the hour right now. Goodness gracious. But imagine, imagine Dominic Cruz wins this. He beats the number eight ranked guy in the division. And then, I don't know. He's he's right up there in the top eight, seven, because Cody's leaving. So, pretty, that would man. be wild. Throw him that back would in be there. so maybe, wild. Maybe in the future we see TJ and uh, Cruz again, you know. <laughs> Who knows? That would be wild. Off of, people forget, man. Yeah, off of people layoff forget too. too easily like, that Dominic Cruz that, beat yeah. TJ Dillashaw to get – to, to reclaim his belt. Yeah. I was so I was on the edge of my seat that whole fight because I was so scared he was gonna get rocked. Dominic Cruz. Yeah. I love Dominic Cruz, man. Um, kind, of, kind of an asshole, but I relate. So whatever. Which is yeah. I, I love it, but this is a big a big yeah, look big for uh, Tai Tui Vasa. Um, I mean, Ty's kind of put up a string of wins too. I mean, no. I think that I'm getting mixed up with someone else. I think I got. I, I'm getting mixed up with the Tybura, actually, but I, I don't know. I could, I could be messing up. Oh, okay, okay. No, Ty's won his last two fights. Yeah, because his oh, last yeah. fight was when he beat Greg Hardy. Great fight. Great, great two minute fight. I think it was when they were just <laughs> swinging at each other. And then he beat uh, beat Harry Hunsucker, great last name. And um, then, yeah, so right now Ty Two Vasa is on. He's on a three fight win streak. We've got Stefan Struve, Harry Hunsucker, and Greg Hardy. And I do believe yeah, he's going to have his good, fourth win but to the streak. 
it, it's different when Ty touches you with uh with the punch. So I, I don't think Sakai could take that damage for too long. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think I think he puts the um, guy down. Next fight though, underrated fight is uh, Jordan Wright versus Bruno Silva. Bruno Silva is a in Joe Rogan voice, a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah, that's a great fight too. Um so the prelims are <laughs> strong, but if you Nasty. go to like the early prelims too. Pull that up, Jamie. I mean, you got Miranda Maverick fighting uh, Aaron <clears throat> Blanchfield. Which should be good a good fight too. Um versus uh I, I don't know if that's gonna go good for him, man. Yeah, Andre Munoz. Munoz Eric is, uh, Anders on there, okay. Yeah, that dude's nasty. But one of my Yeah. One of my favorite fights on the early prelims, yeah. which I think it should be on the regular prelims. I do like Alex Perez, Mashnail, Flyweight Division, Mashnail. Match Neil is that dude in the flyweight division. Um, yeah. I, what the hell? <laughs> bro. Is it, is it not crazy to see So, Match Neil, like, I kind of put him up there with, like, Armand Shrukian. <laughs> like, crazy. as far as, like, Dark Horses. Just, yeah, just, like, Dark Horses in their division. So, um, I wouldn't – I don't want to see Brandon Moreno <laughs> lose, but – Right. Uh, Neal just might be that guy to uh, dethrone this man. So, yeah, I, I like I'm that really high on uh, Neal, So, you think so? That good, huh? <laughs> or you can All forget right. if it doesn't everyone, happen. So, everyone listening, remember this. Remember what Eric said, right? But Matchneal, Matchneal. My God, the wizard. <laughs> Got uh, Ryan, th- yeah, yeah. Ryan Hall, and Derek Minner. Yeah, this is gonna be a great grappling match. So if you're into that, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Randy Costa, a uh, great fighter. Rules all night. So. Let's go. Yeah, I mean that kind of just uh, <clears throat> some bright, great fights all around uh, UFC 269. Next Saturday, so yeah. If you got five hours, if you got five hours free, watch all fights. You oh know, yeah, because I, I I got picks for every every. You fight, watch all so. of them, don't you? Don't you usually watch the early prelims, prelims, and the main card? All three cards. Damn. Yeah, and I feel bad. That's like, like almost. That's like just almost for seven, my wife who's six just hours sitting fights. there while I watch fights, and I'm just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like I feel bad sometimes, but I mean, it's for the podcast, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is what I I love, and me, me, and try and try to here, deliver lady. the best content we can for you guys. So the work must be put in. So. Um. Yeah. Oh yes. I mean, we're coming off what a month of news. Right. So some new stuff, some old stuff. But um, to start off the fight news for this episode, Dana White tested positive for COVID, but I guess he was at the event today because he just tested negative. So, but he did say that listening to Joe Rogan's advice on the on the podcast about health. 
uh, got him through it. So, um, <laughs> I mean, that was like me, uh, yeah, like a year and a half ago of like learning man, about man. dieting from Joe Rogan podcast. Horses I mean. and stuff. <laughs> If I ever need like a dietitian, like a like nutritionist, uh, I'm just gonna listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> Everyone goes so. to Joe now for advice. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, he's got yeah. he's got like two nutritioners on every three every <laughs> every week. He's got like two of them on. So yeah, no shortage, man. You want your keto episodes? You want your fasting episodes? Yeah, or so. Carnival? Uh, episodes? Yeah, Dana White's fine. So type in JRE anyway. Carnival, dude. Right there. He just ate his elk, so he's good. Um, <laughs> next headline, we got Felicia Spencer That's uh, retires good. from the UFC. Um, that was I was very surprised. I, that just happened on Thursday. Uh, Felicia Spencer fought Amanda Nunes, uh, Chris Cyborg. Of course, lost those fights, but um, I thought it was a good name in the featherweight, bantamweight women's division, so. Um, but yeah, she just thought it was time to hang it up and, you know, nothing held her back from making that decision. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I liked her though. Like her, just her personality. She was so soft-spoken, just a, a great, um, fighter, I would say. So yeah, uh, shout out to the Canadian phenom. So, um, oh, here we go. We're about to get into the needy greedy people. UFC signs. Uh, Umar Namar Gamadoff, um, 13 0 prospect. Uh, and his first fight is versus Jack Shore, uh, March 19th next year. Uh, I don't know if there's any relation to Umar and uh, Khabib, but. There's like 15 uh, Namarga Madoffs in the UFC. I don't know if they're all related or not, but um, but I mean, this guy is 13 and 0 coming into the UFC. <laughs> His first fight is against Jack Shore, who's 15 and 0, and okay, but um, just it's from what I see, the highlights okay, of him better so striking. Be looks great there on the go. feet. Of course, the grappling is there. So that's this is an exciting um guy to look out for. Um yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, my gosh. Exciting pro- exciting prospects though. This other guy they brought in, um Mohammed Mokhev. 30 and 0. 21 years old, 30 and 0. 21 years old, 21. Yeah, he can sign from uh, this year. An organization called Brave he's Combat Federation. Thirty and zero, but he's also rumored to make his UFC debut on that same card, March nineteenth. So that card on March nineteenth next year is in the UK, London, and uh, yeah, it's supposed to be a big UK card. Um, Darren Till's rumored to fight Uriah Hall on that card, so. Yeah. I think it's a good fight for Darren Till, especially at this point in his career. So, wow. I mean, I can say that for both of them, uh, Uriah Hall and fight. Darren Till. So, 
but yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to take anything off of this prospect though. Um, yeah, thirty and old, yeah. twenty one years old. Very true. It's ridiculous. This guy looks like a beast. Uh, I'm kind of scared. For... Oh God, Brandon, just move up, bro. Please. Can you see what division he's going to? See what division he's going to? He's a flyweight. This... <laughs> He's a flyweight. So, yeah, kind of going back to what we were saying about prospects coming up, man. Um, we got this, <laughs> this 21-year-old coming in. I don't know. See. Uh, Where's Umar going? Is Umar a lightweight, just like all the other Nurmagomedovs? <laughs> Umar's going to be a bantamweight. Oh, bantamweight? Because that would be kind of crazy. Ooh. All these uh, Russian dudes in the – Bantam? <laughs> I might have been, uh, The Dagestan. Da- hey, why not? Dagestan so, is going to run the UFC one in day. Division. Make it all interesting, dude. Dagestan? Called the NUFC. D- they are, dude. Yeah, once. They um, they're doing what Connor Once Dana retires, uh, I'm sure someone from Dagestan is going to apply for the job and uh, probably get it, so. Shoot. Um. We got that. Called the Eagle Fighting Championship. Oh, dude, speaking of which, though. Speaking of which. Since oh, yeah, that was later on, but, yeah, we can talk about that right now. Um, I don't know if you were going to like, go into it, but Kevin Lee being released by the UFC. Yeah. One reason why I'm, I'm tying them, tying Kevin Lee to – to Khabib Whoa. is because apparently what I was reading is Khabib has his own fighting promotion now. Wow. And the rumors are Khabib's going to sign him to his fighting promotion. That's, that's some of the rumors I've been reading. So we'll see. Do you, do you think that that's a good pickup, though, for a new fight promotion? Do you think – because I'm wondering if, the, if, if there's I mean, that like Kevin Lee yeah, still has but... this like – I mean, this is kind of like been with us too, like hoping that Kevin Lee every fight just we see an improvement, but we don't. I don't know what he's missing. We thought him going to Canada to train with GSP's uh, coach, uh, Faraz Sahabi, or is that his name? We thought that was going to solve Kevin Lee's problems, but it didn't. So uh, maybe he just needs to drink some water Mm -hmm. in Dagestan and I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Shit would just grow in his bones. I don't. I don't know, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's uh, yeah, it's true. No, I, I I agree with you. That was some of the things I thought of too. Is um, I don't know. Yeah, you, you just see Kevin Lee, and he's just always he's just stagnant. He hasn't really come out to be the the fighter that we all thought he was going to be i mean there's a lot of there's a there's a whole category full of fighters like that where they had all this hype and all this talent and potential but for whatever reason yeah they just they just don't really do not do much so i don't know that's why i'm kind of curious because i wonder if khabib sees something in, in his promotion eagle fc though that's the name of his promotion eagle fc and i wonder if they just see something in kevin lee and maybe they think they can Get that star out of him that is obviously there. Maybe maybe I mean, sparring with Islam will change his life. I don't know. Maybe he just needs someone to. Help him. 
Oh, so talking about retirement, um, (laughs) a statement was put out by Al Quinta um, probably like last week about him kind of calling it, but it wasn't official, but (laughs) it seems like he's not going to return, especially from Ray Longo. It seems like Al's pretty much done, but um, I mean, he got his ass beat versus Bobby Green. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Kevin Lee's happy, but Bobby Green just, oh my goodness. Kevin Lee's happy. Goodness gracious! But yeah, I did. mean, what 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 is the first thing you, you <laughs> come to, comes to mind when you think of Alan Quinta? Cool, Bobby Green. Yeah, Al. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's I I, I kind of put Al in the same category as like uh, the D. I, I don't yeah, think I don't, that's disrespectful at all. Disrespectful, I think that's like pretty much a compliment. You gotta put him in that if you're talking to a hardcore uh, fan. To be honest. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because, I mean, Diego, everyone loves Diego. We all know we're in for a good fight, whether it's him getting his ass beat or him beating someone's ass. And, uh, yeah, honestly, I mean – Al was a fun fighter. Yeah, he had I mean, the, he took that fight on like a day notice moments. versus uh, Khabib. I think he left his mark on, on the on the sport. You know, yeah, that that might so, be it. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that yeah was I mean, if it is uh, if it is retirement for Al, then uh, I'm sure real estate will so, keep your pockets nice and happy. So yeah. Yes. Especially now, dude. Real estate. Maybe that's why. Maybe he's just seeing that it's more lucrative over there and he doesn't have to get punched in the face. Mm. But um, I'm sure he'll still be involved in the game. It's kind of hard to – especially that that uh, group of guys. You know, they're all so tight-knit over yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. I can't imagine him. Um, next headline we got – so I'm sure This we'll is kind of weird. Uh, John Jones is competing in a grappling match yeah. with uh, Jake Hager on December 9th. So – for those who don't know who Jake Hager is, um, he is a professional wrestler. So I don't know. I saw that. I'm sure. He, I mean, this doesn't just make like no sense. I'm sure he has a background in grappling and a real wrestler, maybe. But yeah, I mean, that was announced. Jones is competing again in his heavyweight form body. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of random, but. I think he's a uh, signed. Uh, oh, is it Hager or Hager? I don't even know. But uh, Jake, the dude that John Jones is fighting, I think he just. I think he signed with Bellator. I think he. Yeah, I think he. Like I think he just recently did, and I think his his he has a couple fights lined up in twenty twenty two, or he hopes to have a couple fights in twenty twenty two. But I think. So yeah, they're both wrestlers turned MMA fighters. So. It'll be fun. It'll be good for the sport of wrestling, in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so uh, that yeah, uh, which is that good. Was, that was a random uh, I'm too soft. Kind of headline I didn't want to see because I want to see John Jones in the octagon, but you know, it is what it is. Um, next headline: 
even though we just talked about Sean O'Malley and his next fight um, coming up on Saturday next week, he actually <clears throat> wants to fight uh, Adrian Yanez, and he put it on Twitter. Um, Adrian Yanez is a prospect, I would say, in the UFC. Same weight class, but that man is great, and that fight is great. Uh, O'Malley versus Yanez. So hopefully after uh, O'Malley beats Paeva or Paiva, um, Adrian Yanez is next, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, you got just the line of the party yes. The uh, next headline: We got Kevin Holland drops Good down a weight class to welterweight. Sure you Your thoughts? That was nice. The Kevin Holland one. Um, dangerous. I dangerous. haven't heard. Could be dangerous. Yeah, I haven't heard, I anything, heard anything. But I would imagine it's more easier than because I think it would be harder for him to make one eighty five. I mean, just so to make the the weight. So. That's interesting, though, because if, if he can be effective at the welterweight division with his, like, with his striking and his power and his his uh, length and everything, I mean, that could be a problem. I heard, I hope he's working on his wrestling, you know? I hope he's working on yeah, his grappling sure. and all that stuff. But, yeah, I think uh, that, that'll be uh, a nice Just having a personality and someone like Holland in, in your division is always Why amazing, so... Um, yeah, uh, it's an exciting move. I'm happy for Kevin Holland. I hope everything works out at welterweight. Um, I did wish to see him and Izzy some at some point, but maybe down the road. Uh, yeah, very true. Um, so yeah. Uh, next headline we got a fight announcement. We got Islam Makachev versus Benel Dariush. Agreed to meet on February twenty sixth. Um, so it's, I, th- I think it's verbal, but I don't know if it was official. I I don't know. I could be wrong, but um, yeah. Good fight. Great fight. I love the matchup. I think Benil's. I mean, he's he's ranked up there, you know, but. Obviously, he's probably the smallest name in, in the top five ranked, you know. So, this could definitely boost his uh, his reputation if he were able to beat Islam. But that's a big if because Islam is a beast and an animal. So, we'll see. I mean, I feel like the advantage right now, just, just knowing what we know about both fighters, Islam has the striking advantage because he's so, like – Explosive and powerful and quick with his striking. Yeah, Darius is very tricky. I mean, even on the feet. I mean, he doesn't look like he has power, but his looping punches. They somehow find uh, a chin. So, um, Uh, he's very long too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yes. But even even just talking about Islam. And the yeah. grappling he, he aspect of this fight, um, I mean, he'll get rocked, but he's he still, better be careful with Darius. Like so. I said, he's tricky, so it'll be fun. I'm excited yeah, about so. the fight. It's a t- it's a tough fight. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, it's a tough fight. Islam is, he's already become one of those fighters where it's tough to even imagine him losing right now because he's been so dominant. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't think Islam has Islam, fought someone with the. It should be a good fight. I'm excited. For the it. Ground I, was excited game I was really excited when I heard about the match. But Neil so. Deryush has, Looking forward you to know, that or even close to it. So, I mean, this is a test. That's funny too. Yeah, it's definitely a test, and just like you said, Benil doesn't look impressive, like his body. Yeah. But I think he's one of those guys, kind of like a Ben Askren, like he's got the dad bod going on, but he's still got that wrestler, the grappler strength, you know, um, <laughs> which is freaking crazy. So, yeah, it'll it'll be a fun fight. I'm excited for it. So that's February, and then. We already got some things lining up for March, it looks like. The trilogy uh, is booked for March. Featherweight champ defending a strap against, I guess you could say, his rival, Max Holloway. So, I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense. So anyone that has anything to argue, which I don't think anyone does have anything to argue about Max uh, fighting again for the belt, because I do think that it's pretty – it seems to be a pretty popular opinion that many think that Max won the second fight. So, because yeah, this yeah, is gonna be tough. Because oh, this be other than that, that fight, fight, I mean, Volkanovski and Max Holloway I'm trilogy. Just, I mean, yeah. you got Brian yeah, Tiger, who just lost. You got Yair lost. Bro. You got Korean Zombie, who needs another two fights, maybe to even be talked about in the championship fight. I mean, you got Calvin Cater mm-hmm. and uh, Giga booked for next year, which should be good. Um, but you got Arnold Allen. I mean, right. Arnold Allen is not being talked about. Uh, I, I think he's one of those guys that no one wants to fight. <clears throat> but. Could be. That'd be a fun fight, though. If it's Arnold Allen and Volkanovski, that's one of those. I mean. Even though Volk yeah. is the champ, he's still not the biggest name in the division because Max Holloway by far is the biggest name. You could even argue that Brian Ortega is a big, bigger name than Volk too. So, I mean, to, to not even be in the top two biggest names in the division and you're the champ, and then Arnold Allen's kind of like yeah. very similar. He's not a big name. But they're both dogs in the cage. They're dogs, both of them. So it's just like, I don't know, that'd be a tough Ooh. one. Volk's so good, though. Volkanovski is so good. He's crazy good. I think, we need to start having I think almost all of Twitter MMA, MMA is not going to be ready for that. To. So We have to. Like, you know, some people might not be ready for that, but come on, man. People just don't want to give him his, uh, his props. But and trust me, like – it, it was tough for me at first, but when you see what he's done and how he's done it, I mean, if you're going to say that, if anyone that says mm-hmm. Max is the GOAT, well, he's got two wins over Max. And then if anyone wants to say that Jose's the GOAT, I feel that way. He's got a win over Jose. So it's like, I don't know. Two wins over Max, one over Jose. He beat Chad Mendes, who's always been a dangerous fighter. Beat Brian Ortega. He got a pretty impressive resume, and I think to to have beat. Yeah, and I think we will see Volkanovski a lot more that he kind of moved to the U.S. because of COVID over there, and uh, 
I mean, I don't know. Wherever they're that's, from, that's Australia, New Zealand, uh, so, any of those. Uh, yeah, COVID is really bad over there, and like lockdown is crazy. So, right. a lot of the kick, uh, city kickboxing is moving to the U.S., so yeah. they can be more active. So, I think we see Volkanovski at least twice, maybe three times next year. So, mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping for three, but he has some pretty. His his fights are usually pretty brutal. I feel like, just because, I mean, look at what his last fights, his last three fights, right? They all went to they all went five rounds. His yeah. last four fights, all all went all to decision, all five round fights. So, but I mean, yeah, I mean decisions. the first the so first main event of the new year, long fights um, requires a big Calvin Cater versus Giga. So, Giga anyways wins. Yeah, go ahead. Go I mean. Uh, I think Volkanovski and Giga would be talked about next year after if he beats Holloway. Mm. So, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I haven't heard anyone talk about his name so in like maybe a year or two. That, so people hating, bro. Yeah, right now. Um, What's Arnold yeah. Allen So, uh, to wrap up the fight news, um. The last fight that was announced, uh, Alexander Rakic versus Jan Blachowicz is in the works to headline a UFC event in March. Yeah, uh, Jan, just, yeah Jan just losing his belt at 205. That's, just straight to the savage. And yeah, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting because... Yeah, yeah. so that, that wraps up wrapping uh, so up the fight hour. event tonight, uh, previewing hour. UFC 269 <clears throat> next week, and uh, the fight news for uh, a month. So, <laughs> uh, And I know we haven't had a question of the week like how we usually do back in the days or the earlier, the earlier episodes, but I do have one question of the week for this episode. Um, so yeah, are you ready for this? <coughs> All right. Question is, who had a better performance becoming a UFC champion? Kamar Usman defeating Tyron Woodley at UFC 260, or Usman defeating Woodley at UFC 235, <coughs> or Conor McGregor defeating Eddie Alvarez at UFC 205? I th- yeah, who had a better performance becoming Ooh. a UFC <clears throat> champion? Um, who had a be- more impressive performance, you said? <coughs> um, I think I'm going to have to go with Kamaru. I think I'd have to pick him. And I, I, I think I'd have to pick him because... Who Tyron Woodley was at the time. He was like this feared, had the all the power in the world. Just he didn't know, you know what I'm saying? So he people I think were scared he of that. Had man. Just beat Darren Till. He, I think he had just come off like 
a six-fight win streak, I believe, when he lost to Kamara. Right, yeah, yeah. He just beat Darren Till, and he had that one draw with Wonder Boy. So he was – so technically, yeah, he, he had one six in a row minus that draw. And then Kamara – the way Kamara it, dominated yeah. Tyron Woodley. I don't know if any of us were expecting that. I, I wasn't expecting that. I was surprised. I think, <laughs> just, yeah, and, and people were talking about he Woodley as putting him with GSP in that welterweight conversation of being one of the goats. So, I mean, that, that was huge for Usman to beat uh, a Woodley like that. But I think I think people will go to Connor right. just because of the moments. Yeah. MSG becoming double, ch- yeah, becoming double champ. But yeah. I think if you really break it down, I think Usman beating Woodley is the bigger yeah. moments, or yeah, huge just moment. the more impressive performance. Yeah. I agree. I mean, well, obviously, I agree. That's what I said. But, like, yeah, it has to be. I mean, just like you said, I think you nailed it. I wasn't either. Connor's the bigger (laughs) name. He's the bigger star. And the moment was definitely bigger. But for him to have beat Eddie Alvarez, I wasn't super surprised when he beat Eddie. Um, I wasn't really super surprised. I thought that it was a good matchup for Connor. Um, And, yeah, I, I was way more surprised when Kamaru did what he did to Tyron Woodley. Because I, I don't think anyone was expecting that kind of domination over Tyron Woodley. And for someone to, to not be afraid of Tyron. Yeah. And, yeah, Kamaru just – So, yes, just handled we both it. agree on straight. the question of the, of the week, was, of the episode. Was, so, yeah, it was, it was rough. Kamaru Usman over Tyron Woodley, better performance. So, yeah, uh, that wraps up the episode. Um we hope to be back next week after UFC 269. Uh, hope I know it's going to be a crazy event, so hope you guys tune in by the pay per view. Um, anything else you want to say, Trident? Yeah, man, I think it was good too. Yeah, I think it was good too because we kind of showed a a lot of personality on oh, this man. episode. I know you guys uh, don't uh, get a lot of jokes from us, but uh, yeah. you know it is what it we'll is. Be back. So. Yes. <laughs> it's a process. We're still we're still yeah. feeling it. Um, so. Yeah, we'll but our our right numbers hard. are you know steadily growing uh so, on the, our our MMA episode, so we appreciate the, the listens and everyone tuning in. <clears throat> um but yeah, uh tune in next week. UFC 269. Uh, Everyone have a good night. Have a good week. And keep it a buck.